Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay, his over there in the six. How you doing, my brother? Doing great, yo. Doing great. You're happy to see you, my brother. Happy to see you. You already know what it is, man. It's free agency. Uh, they, had, <laughs> I said this on the last pod. They say free agency. This is this is this is a house of a house of wives, the house of the Hollywoods for men. <laughs> this is where men get excited and talk about drama. So this is what we're doing, Jay. We're talking about NBA drama, players moving around, free agency signings. Um, like I said, a part one, we already covered a good amount of teams. Uh, we, we had already originally did part one on July 4th. Uh, part one, we had did Celtics, Nets, Hawks, Hornets, Bulls, Cavs, Mavs, Pistons, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, Grizzlies, Bucks, Knicks, and Timberwolves, man. So now we got, we got the other 15 teams here today. Uh, my brother Jay, we gonna start off with a with a team that you're you you know very well, Jay, over there, Canada's ambassador, Toronto, the six, <laughs> my boy Jay Hill, the Raptors. Talk to me about the Raptors. How are you feeling about the Raptors' offseason move so far, trades, free agency, all that? First of all, Jay, I got to I got to back up pedal on that uh, that comment about being an ambassador. Far far from it, man. Do live here. Do uh, am a. Uh, proud resident but uh can't say myself of ambassador especially a lot of the raptors we, we know who our ambassador our how our uh clutch talk ambassador to the raptors is um shout out shout out our guy oko over there shout um, out oko man shout out oko but yeah let's let's talk about the additions that they got so obviously the three-year um three-year deal with chris boucher to retain his rights um thaddeus young they signed him on a, on a new deal I like both of those those um, signings. Uh, you know, Toronto loves Nick Nurse loves his athletic wing kind of six eight six ten lanky um, lanky kind of defender athletic players. They prided themselves won him a championship in twenty nineteen. It seems like even before that, Masai Ujiri, uh, Bobby Webster, those guys in the front office um, for for the Raptors pride themselves and love getting those guys developing them and making that kind of what the, the Raptors system is built on, you know, Scotty Barnes, one of them, how he was picked fourth, probably one of the reasons because he fits perfectly into that system and what they do, you know, Pascal Siakam, you just look at who they got on their roster currently, Preston Achua, it all fits that kind of build of what they have similar to who they brought in. And this this one hurts, but I knew he would be gone. And that's Otto Porter Jr. on a two-year deal. Shout out the, the champion with, with the squad last year with the Golden State Warriors. That's a champion they got. And I think that's a great addition. You know, if he Jay, if he can stay healthy, obviously talking about availability is the best ability. But they're they they know they they're used to that load management back with Kawhi when he was on the squad. But we saw last year and Nick Nurse really didn't have any options other than to play about six, seven deep um, every night to night. So guys were getting so many minutes, almost too many minutes playing close to 40, 48, 40, 40 minutes a game. And it was just too much. We saw those bodies start to break down. And ultimately they were well, Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes and, um, and uh, forgetting someone else were out in that first series. So 
to add some depth here, I think that's a good uh, addition for these Raptors, Jay. But we know what deals on the table if they wanted, Jay. But how are you feeling about this roster, man? I, and, and the deals they and the potential deal they might have, but the deals they made um, with these these free agencies. Man, Jay. I mean, look. For, for, for first thing that I thought is, I, I, I'm happy for, for for Chris Boucher, man. He's really starting to find himself a role in this league, just being a big man who's really out there blocking shots in the perimeter, knocking down shots in the perimeter, uh, just being becoming one of those modern modern day bigs. So happy to see it for him. Uh, and 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 Jay, you said it best, Otto Porter. I know it hurts to see him go, but man, I mean, I think this is one of those 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 perfect team perfect situation for him kind of like how you you were mentioning uh being with those being with those big long six eight lengthy defenders who kind of do it all but what I, well, honestly jay to be real with you dog i wasn't even looking at the raptors as a serious contender to get kd until you brought it up on part one after you said it on part one i was like whoa and and the Cavs too. You mentioned you mentioned the Cavs and the Raptors. Those were two teams that I thought to myself, in my opinion, if you're the Brooklyn Nets and KD's gonna walk anyway, you you have a chance to get players like those young players on the Cavs, those young players on the Raptors, especially a player like Scotty Barnes, even a player like Chris Boucher, players like Gary Trent, all these young cats who have so much potential. Man, Jay, honestly, and I I was asleep, but just like Clariton. The rain is gone. I can see clearly now. Really, I really yeah. think I really <laughs> think the Raptors might get KD, Jay. Uh, I, they have the assets. They have the ability. But do you do it? And and then that's and and that's my and that's my question to you because yes, KD is is a great player, but he is on. He, he, I feel like his better days. We've either seen them or they're they're, they're they're it's not going to get any better in my opinion they're great they're great i'm not trying to say KD, kd's not great but we there isn't going to be any anything more of kd but there's that championship window so jay as a rap not as a raptor fan but you know if you are the raptors do you risk the youth for kd and a chance for a title yeah i've, I've gone back and forth with this do they have the best package outside of the Warriors who I don't believe would do that deal yes they absolutely have the best deal most assets everything to get it done but then I look at it from the standpoint of 2019 which is so odd that it was the Warriors playing the Raptors in that finals when we saw Katie go down we saw Clay Thompson go down for part of that series but I but the reason I bring that up is I remember that 2019 Warriors roster and how they brought in KD and his contract and everything they brought in. And what happens when you bring in a star of that caliber on that on that payroll, you lose a lot of depth in the in the ability to pay those younger guys or you give up whether if that's through free agency and if you do it through the draft or if you do it through a trade, then you're giving up a lot of role players and those supplementary pieces to bring in that star so you're losing some bench depth. And that's exactly what the Raptors would probably have to do here. They 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 have to probably give away Scotty Barnes. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm I have four years on the deal, so I'm in no rush to make the trade. Like worst case, we're right around training camp. I don't see KD sitting out, so he might be just playing angry. It's better than getting lowballed for a deal and rushing to making a deal and having KD not there, and you have DeAndre Ayton and. Miles Bridges and and my uh, excuse me, Miles Bridges, Macau Bridges, <laughs> um, Macau's Bridges from Phoenix. I'd rather I'd rather have 
I'd rather have KD still on the roster because I don't I don't see him sitting out um, if he's able to play because he just wants to hoop at the end of the day. But um, going back to the Toronto deal, you're giving up so much in depth. You probably have to give away Gary Trent. You probably have to give away Scotty Barnes or OG Anobi, one of those two, and then you're giving up a lot of trade pieces. And I think it puts so much pressure on you on you to win a title in those first first two years pretty much with that core of um you know freddie or who's left what's left of that core plus the bench pieces and if you don't get it done you give it up your future in scotty barnes right because i think that's the asking price for brooklyn and uh i don't know i don't know if, if i'm if i'm toronto i'm willing to do that on brooklyn side of things yes absolutely you get a guy like scotty barnes who's not He's definitely not Kevin Durant, but he showed his flashes. He's been a rookie of the year. He's what you want to build around. He's a prototypical player you want to build around, young player you want to build around in today's um, day and age, you know, kind of a Giannis kind of prototype. I'm not saying he's he could be that Body if his offense, yeah, offensive gotcha. game develops, right? He's huge. We saw his physicality. We saw him, his ability to come back after his injury, Um Philly in against Philly actually in that first round. So it, it, I'm Toronto, I really weigh that question, but I ultimately I do it. I do it if I'm the Raptors. I think that with that deal, you're banking on Scotty Barnes, who's yes, like I said, he's going to be, he could be talented. He could, that's a key word. If not, you're bringing in Kevin Durant, you're bringing in Kevin Durant. And you can you can win a championship almost right away. It puts you in a top tier con- contender, and you're thinking about that. Oh, maybe if he develops instead of right away, you're a title contender. So I'm doing it if I'm the Raptors, knowing that we talk about that window all the time that it could close. This core could close, man. And and what they have right now is not getting it done. And I think that that's you have to bake on that. I'm doing it. Long story short, Jay, what are you what are you saying? You so Jay, you're holding on to the young future, man. Look, Jay, honestly, I, I, I thought to myself, I might do it because of that championship window. You got to go after when you get a chance. But as you were talking and I'm thinking as Brooklyn is, is thinking to themselves, if I'm giving up KD, like I'm at the absolute least taking Scotty Barnes or OG Ananobi. One of the two I'm mm-hmm. definitely taking hands down. And then, and then I'm going to probably need a Gary Trent. And mm-hmm. maybe one of these bench players in in uh, in, in Precious Otua or uh, you know David Johnson, Ken Birch, just a, a more of a bench player. But I, and then I think to myself, okay, well let's take let's take Scotty Barnes out of the Raptors and let's replace KD. Of course, KD is a better player, but we all know it's the basketball is not a one on one game. Later mm-hmm. in the playoffs, later in the season, the deep bench players is what gets you kind of over that edge. So I'm saying, all right, so the Raptors are going to be Fred VanVleet. Pascal Siakam, if they're able to keep Gary Trent in that Gary Trent and KD, is that a championship team? Is is that team beating the Warriors? Is that team beating the Suns? Is that team beating the Bucks? I don't think so. I think they have a significant chance to be in the Eastern Conference Finals and probably to the finals. Like I, I think with that wing, that the length on that wing, and you throw in Presses Achoa to that mix, like off the bench too because they'll probably be able to if they give up scotty barnes and gary trent right yeah i would say um, at least those i two. think they they would they would try to hang on to um if they keep get rid of barnes they try to 
Keep OG. OG. Yeah. So man, yeah, you're you're I think there's yeah, they're they're a serious title contender if they keep that core right there. And man, KD. They're... The Raptors got some decisions yeah. to make, Jay. The Raptors mm-hmm. got some decisions to make. I mean, mm-hmm. I call my guy Masai Jerry, make sure he's not stretching too much over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, th- I don't think there's much. I don't think there's a better starting lineup in the East. If they, that, that the one we just named, I don't. I'll think take, I'll take the Bucks over that. I'll take a Jam- I'll take the Sixers over that with PJ Tucker, James Harden, and Embiid. Nah. You're not I taking the Bucks would... over that, Jay. That's three All-Stars, one Hall of Famer, potentially. No, KD's a lock as a Hall of Famer, but I think two, Fred and and and, and Spicy P, and then you got KD, um, plus Man, potentially Chris, OG. I think that's, Chris, that's disgusting. I, mean, I know, I know de- de- definitely disgusting, but Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez – Man, I don't know, Jay. I don't know. Hey, man, honestly, hey, the Raptors got a they 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 got a big offseason, Jay. They can make a power move and become a power a power hitter, a powerhouse in the East. Mm-hmm. But all right, yep. so so let's keep it pushing, my brother, and let's get to uh, a team that is a powerhouse in the East right now, and that is the Miami Heat, Jay. Uh, this offseason, they brought back Caleb Martin on a three year deal. Uh, my boy Victor Oladipo came back on a one year deal. Dwayne Dedman came back on a two year deal. Uh, for me, honestly, all like I just got to say two things about about the Heat. One, shout out Victor Oladipo, man. He's been fighting really kind of since 2018 with injuries, just back to back to back. Um, and in my opinion, when we saw him play out there uh, in that in that, in that playoff run, we saw he knows how to score. And you need players in the NBA who know how to put the ball in the basket, and he knows how to do that. He's a proven he's a proven vet in this league, and he's a factor on a championship team. And the other thing I got to say about the Heat is they should heavily be pursuing Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think that puts a superstar on your team. That puts the guy who, when nothing's working out, go get a bucket. Uh, That guy who, when me and you said the Heat don't have that guy, I think he becomes that guy. uh, And the Heat need to be seriously pursuing him, especially after Rudy Gobert just left Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are good additions. It's always good to round up – to booster that bench and keep it, you know, keep it solid, keep the rotation solid. But I do, I do think the loss of, of PJ Tucker hurts. Mm, um, we saw the same thing with Milwaukee. Um, uh, Kayla Martin's not going to be the answer that, that PJ Tucker is. Yeah, he is aging. Yes, he is. But you know, he's, we saw him go get the bag with Philly and he's going to be playing with Philly, a team who the heat eliminated in the Eastern conference semifinals. So uh, we'll see how much that does affect them. I think this whole offseason, and we, we can get into this more, but the whole offseason is going to be the development and the, the step and leap that Miami needs um, Bam to take. And if he's not going to be that guy, if he's not going to be the, the center and the, the guy who got that bag, who was this, that huge player for them in the Eastern Conference, um, in the in the finals and throughout that playoff run in the bubble in 2020, he's not going to be that guy. I don't see this Heat team going very far, being even remotely close to a contender because he he he's just so important to that team and they've invested a lot in him. So a lot lots on on Bam's shoulders. Dude has, has big the big enough shoulders to to <laughs> hold the weight, but let's see if he can actually get it done, man. Um, but we'll we'll get into that more, Jay. But 
yeah, let's see what this Heat team can do because um, they've just been kind of mediocre, mediocre to to their standards. I think they've just I think they're still one piece away. Ultimately, if they could get in Donovan Mitchell, you know, that could be a team that we see if if Utah is willing to get rid of him or if he wants out, depending on how bad that team is. Um, I could see Miami will be one of the teams really interested in, in getting it, bringing them in. Yeah, my, M- Miami and all 29 other teams, they're going to be excited Facts. to try to get a player like D. Mitch, man. But mm-hmm. all right, Jay. So then, yeah, so so uh, another team that we got to watch out. They can have a big offseason. Um, but now let's get to a team, Jay, um, over there in the West who had big season, but big disappointing postseason. And that's the Suns, Jay. Uh they re-signed Devin Booker on a four-year extension uh, uh, related to Curry. My boy Damian Lee signed to a one-year deal. Uh, Bismack Biombo agreed to a, a new deal. Josh Okoge, I think that's a great pickup, but that's one of those role players. He's going to go after, play defense, dive on, dive on the floor. That was a great pickup. And, I mean, really just for, for the Suns, they're, they're just running it back. But just the one thing I just do want to say, and this kind of has nothing to do with offseason, um, but it, it's just, I mean, I'm really interested to see how this year is going to work out with CP. Like I really am because I think this year will be a true test of whether that was father time catching up to him, like literally within the span of like three games, or that was just, he had the worst possible stretch of bad basketball at the worst possible time. And I think this next year is going to be a huge testament to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did. It was just with the Suns we see all the time, well, I mean, I've definitely seen it when you put that much energy and time not in, into the regular season, first and foremost. I think there were stretches where they're on the significant runs and I don't know if they manage players well enough and, and times and everything. And maybe that game in the middle of February against the Indiana Pacers, you know, you shouldn't be playing guys, you know, 36, 38 minutes. I don't know if it was that and it caught up to, because those things type of things do catch up. Those type of minutes do catch up to a guy like the age of, of CP3. So I don't know, like you said, it is going to be an interesting year to see if, if CP, if the dude's just, just a little bit washed. Um, and there ain't nothing, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like the end of the day, you know, it does catch up to everyone. Right. So I don't I don't want to see I don't I don't I don't personally think CP is washed even though I'm not I can't say I'm a big I'm can't say I'm a CP fan at all um fan of his game um definitely not a fan of his antics on the, on the floor and everything and I'll, I'll I'll own that um but but all these moves I just I don't think too much of them um I think that's good they locked up Devin Booker for the future I think that that's good for for them. It's just got to be who's going to be that number one option. Who's going to be that primary playmaker if it's not CP because they can't be relying on him next year. Um, and and I think D books got to take that leap. If not, Katie's the perfect, perfect fit for them. But I don't I don't think they have enough to get it done. Ultimately, like I was saying earlier with Bridges, just Bridges and, and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, and and that would just give up so much, man. I mean, Bridges and De- and I'm again, KD is KD, but Bridges and DeAndre Aiden were just are two essential pieces of of that champ of that of their finals run uh, when, when they played mm-hmm. the Bucks. And I mean, Bridges, I believe, played like every game this season. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. huge to lose a player like that. 
uh, would hurt. Definitely, man. But all right, Jason, let's keep a pushing, Jay. Um, let's talk about the 76ers. Earlier when we were talking about the Heat, we mentioned P.J. Tucker moving on and getting a bag, a three-year deal with the 76ers. Uh, the 76ers signed Daniel House, which is I really like a low-key, great pickup. Another one of the, just like Josh Kogi, one of those great just players who knows their role, can shoot, can play defense. So that you just can't really ask for better as a role player. Um, but I, and I was actually talking to, to talking to Junior about this on the after hours episode mm-hmm. once. I mean, if you ain't checked that out, everybody make sure you go check that out. I was saying Thanks. I really want to see the Sixers pull off something else. And like, I hope they're not done because like they need a backup big, like they need a backup mm-hmm. big. I love Joel Embiid. You can attest to it. You know how much I wanted him to even win MVP this last season, but his biggest problem is he gets hurt too much or he doesn't play or, or whatever the little like nicks and kinks is that's going on. And mm-hmm. he doesn't play. And I just think when the 76ers last year had to run Paul Reed as a starting big man, when they had to run DeAndre Jordan as a starting big man, it was trouble. And it just did not work out. And I mean, I think that like <coughs> their guards are, you know, they're, they're, they're rocking. They got uh, your guy and Tyrese Maxey. They got Matisse Thibel. They got James Harden. If he can get back to himself, they got Tobias Harris. If he can get back to himself, Shake Milton, I like a lot. They even signed the, uh, D'Anthony, uh, again, D'Anthony Milton. But I just think that big, this something's going to have to happen. Like you're like, mm. you're not going to like Paul Reed isn't going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, no, it's, they need a big man, uh, another backup big. Deion, uh, Andre Drummond, he, w- he was great in those spot minutes, uh, but his thing has always been consistency. You never know what uh, Dre Drummond, as you know, as a Laker fan um, back in the and back in 2021, um, in that in that those playoffs, you never knew what you're quite what you're going to get if you're going to get it locked in on both ends of the floor, Andre Drummond, or if you're going to get a pouty, kind of whiny, um, kind of jogging back on both ends of the floor, not hustling for loose balls, Andre Drummond. So he kind of was a, a suspect answer at times there. But when he was on, like I said, he was great. So it'll be interesting to see who they can get to back up the best big man in the world and Joel Embiid. And then it's about – I do love the additions they made. I think they hit a home run, like you mentioned, with DeAnthony Melton. Um, I think he's a big loss for the Grizzlies. Um, Daniel House, great addition. And then P.J. Tucker. His thing is he's a dog. He's always locked in defensively. His My thing with that is, is this going to be he, – he got his bag, absolutely. But is he going to be – kind of falling off I mean he is getting up there in age too he's another one of those guys so is he going to be catching up to him with the Sixers is he going to be able to still consistently night to night um, in the playoffs in a seven game series because that's when it matters lock down at best teams defender like he has in the past I don't know there's times in that that in that Boston series he looked a little little uh tired and 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 uh, beat up and a little washed in that series so we'll see if uh we'll see if that that's something to, we got to look for but do love these additions on paper uh for for the Sixers yeah, Jay, I mean, I, I love that point you bring up about P.J. Tucker because I do want to see when he is going to start to, like, slow down a little bit because the man is 37. 
<laughs> and he signed a three-year deal. That means he's going to be 40 on his last year. That's yes. a little crazy. And he's a he's supposed to be a dog. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be mm-hmm. guarding other team's best player. At 40 years old, yeah. I think that's going to be a stretch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that is going to be a that stretch. shoe money. He needs that shoe money, huh, Jay? You need, that's why he signed on for three years. He needs to <laughs> keep paying off them shoes. He needs to keep paying off them shoes. probably in debt for all them shoes. Facts. Man, all right, Jay. So then so then let's get uh to the to the Spurs. I really don't have much to say about the Spurs. Uh they 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 signed um uh Gorgie Dang to a one-year deal. This is like I was saying on part one. I like I hate when like teams that aren't going to do anything they're going to be like a play-in team or like do nothing sign great role players i think gorgie dang could have been great on a on the suns on a warriors on a on a team that's on a on, a, on actually i'm not gonna say on a, the warriors won a championship on a team that's like the suns is on a brink of a championship on a team that's like trying to get there and just been getting to the finals over and over or mavs or a team that's just trying to get over the hump so uh, annoying to see him right away in uh san antonio but that's really all i gotta say for that you got any thoughts brother no i mean yeah gordy jang i would love to have, see him on the Warriors. He's, <laughs> he's a good like you said he's one of those players any uh contending team needs but i believe this is one of his another stint with uh with the spurs i know he's played there before in san antonio but san antonio it's clear what they're doing every they're all in on uh, victor one yama jay who if you don't know he's the f- number one french prospect uh, i think he's b- supposed to be number one pick in the, in the draft seven two lanky athletic uh, and for for those of our for those listening for the family it check out victor one ayama um, French highlights. He plays in Euro Euro League right now. Seventeen year old, seven two, moves like a gazelle. Absolutely extraordinary to watch. Because I, I people said, yeah, it's clear what the Spurs are doing with this uh, Hawks deal. They're tanking for Victor Wanayama. The dude, Jay. Matter of fact, you might you might even just want to put the highlights right now as I'm speaking because this dude is scary. Um, and uh, it's clear there's going to be a lot of teams who are at the bottom of the league next year. Just watch out, and when uh, we'll start seeing a lot of teams tanking because it's a Pablo Banchero looks like a like he's gonna be a great player, but this dude looks like a generational talent with the way he moves, his frame, his athleticism, similar to, to like a Giannis type, but seven two, which is scary. So I think that's what the Spurs are on right now, and and uh, Pop might realize that that he might be able a chance to get to coach that dude in his final years. All right, Jay. You 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 wanted it, my brother. Here here it is. I can't even pronounce his last name. Victor Wemma Bemma, whatever. What is Wamayama? Yeah, Whatever, Jay. Here's the season highlights: 2021, 2022. Tur- Turkish Airline Euro League. All right, let's see what he's on, Jay. He's out defending. Oh, look at that man out there on the perimeter, and then. And then with the Duncan Trent, come on. Took him like three steps to get, a, get across That's the crazy. floor. Come on. See what I'm saying? He moved like a gazelle. Another perimeter. Another perimeter. He got the perimeter the back. Perimeter. Jeez. He got that lateral quickness, and then he's running the floor. Look at him. Nope. Nope. Wow. He didn't even jump. Kid's different. Kid's different. Look, help side. Oh, come on. That's too easy. 
That's too easy. Because in Europe, you can help. You can. There's no uh, three seconds in the paint on defense. Oh, there's no no three in the key. Yeah. Oh, that looked like some KD. That looked like KD right there, right? With that. Hold on, Jay. Hold on. We got to go back for that. (laughs) That looks so smooth. At at seven two. Come on. Come on. That's unguardable. That's too easy for him. Oh, that's a baby inside. Oh, 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 oh. What? He's serious, yeah. I told you. He's like that. Okay. Outside. Give me that. Yeah, this the Spurs got a plan, Jay. The Spurs yeah. got a plan. Spurs are, see what I'm saying? How he moves athletically at that size and at that age. He's grown into he's pretty much grown into his body. Well, I mean, he's still growing into his body, but he's almost there at, at 17, which is crazy. So which is insane. Wow, Jay. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you, I didn't I didn't know that the Spurs, you know, we're, we're, we're going for that. Uh, and for you to put that together, Jay, thank you, because that's the future. He's going to be the future. Mm-hmm. I did not. I've heard about him, that the Rudy Gobert guy. I know he was playing against Rudy Gobert when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But I did not know he was this legit man. And I want to see him build out that body, get big, be like a Giannis for real. Mm-hmm. Man. All right, man. Shout out to Spurs. They're going to that's, that's gonna be a big pickup for them. But then, my brother, let's keep it pushing and let's get to the next team here, Jay. And the next team, Jay, then they haven't had any moves yet besides getting robbed for Rudy Gobert. Uh, so I guess uh, I mean we touched on that on part one. So do you have any? It's been a couple of days, Jay, since 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 that trade. Has your mind changed in any way? Like I know you were, I know you were coming from more of the perspective of maybe the Jazz actually didn't lose as much because they got so many picks. And actually, shout out Draymond because I was listening to Draymond's podcast and Draymond was talking about um, was explaining the was explaining the trade and was talking about those those uh, those swap picks and uh, he's basically just explaining like what the swap pick was and I'm like, damn, like if you got that many picks and you got swapped, like you know, like what like there's some high chances you're going to get at least a good player, right? Someone mm-hmm. who got, can at least play in the postseason. So I'm not going to lie. Since then, since the first, since the first time when I can first came on here and I was like, wow, the jazz got robbed. I still think they could have got more for Rudy Gobert, but they definitely got a lot of picks. And with all these picks they have and pick swaps, they're bound to hit on one of them, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the jazz did a little better than last time. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I'm still high on what the, what the jazz did. I do think from a Timberwolves, they do have a solid starting five plus, you know, the two bench players, the Kyle Anderson addition was a good move. Uh, But outside of that, I just don't see it makes it any any better than a kind of five or six seed in the West. Um, But I also I also come back with the with the thinking that the Timberwolves haven't made the playoffs i think more than twice in the past like 30 years or something so it will make them relevant enough to make the playoffs consistently and i think for that franchise that's what they want right now to be at least in the playoffs you know year to year and that gives them that opportunity right because i think they'll be a better playoff team i think their playoff their defense in the regular season will be a lot better um, I think they're like 18th net rating for majority of the season last year. And then they, when they went on that run towards the end of the season, that's when they went, were kind of, I think fifth in the league for that stint and that run um, in, in the NBA and de- defensively. So 
this definitely makes them better. So as much as Rudy gets gets knocked for his defense, I think a lot of it what to do was the perimeter lack of defense that the Jazz had and um, their mishaps and misfortunes were, were getting Rudy in bad positions more so than Rudy not being able to defend because he can't step out on the perimeter and defend um, guard his yard there um, a lot. So Rudy's Gobert, obviously one of the best defenders in the NBA, his problem has always been on the offensive end. So um, I think that's still going to be an issue. Um, but for the Jazz, I think I love them getting all of that back because it's clear that it wasn't working between him and Donovan Mitchell. And then if Donovan Mitchell is not the future, you have all those assets to to bring to start start fresh and rebuild and get in and bring in more set assets if you think like yeah, towards that beginning of or towards the deadline that I don't have, uh, we don't have enough and let's trade uh, Donovan Mitchell for some more assets, which I don't see them doing because they want, definitely want to have an all-star in the, or, or their own all-star game, which will be in uh, Utah this year. So I don't see them trading him before the deadline. Um, so, so there's that part of it too, but Utah, I love them getting all these assets at the end of the day. Man, yeah, definitely starting to grow on me a little bit. Uh, I think that these these assets are going to definitely help them. Uh, but let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's get to the next team. Uh, don't have much to say on this team. OKC, they return my boy Lou Dort, five-year deal. Uh, I mean, they just – honestly, them, um, the Raptors, the Magic, and the Cavs probably have most assets to give up for a player like KD – um it's honestly insane how many young players these teams have uh but i mean hey shout out check uh i i i have seen i seen him wearing seven and rocking kd shoes and i seen kd mm-hmm. showing him some love so that's cool man but uh besides that i mean they just returned lou dort a uh, good defensive role player no nothing else you got anything to add to that brother yeah nah, n- nothing to add for the for the thunder i think they're just Building for the future, I love what we've seen from Chet so far, um, and that's about it. They they got a they got a nice young core there in Josh Giddy, uh, Chet, Shy, and Shay, and then uh, and then Chet. Man, that's 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 just gonna be a future man. But all right, Jason, let's keep it pushing and let's get to another team uh, who can have a big splash this offseason, and that's the Pelicans, man. Uh, so far, all they did is uh, Zion agreed to a five-year extension. Look, man, I don't want to sound like a hater. I don't want to sound like a naysayer, but I don't know about this guy. Not, I'm not even saying is he a good basketball player. Like, no, he's a good basketball player, but I just don't know if we're re- if the Pelicans are, are ready. I, well, and clearly the Pelicans are. I don't know if I am ready to give Zion Williamson – $193 million extension for the next five years and have him being 6'6", 284 pounds, almost 300 pounds, and he's 19, 20 years old having foot issues? And you're playing yeah. basketball, the sport you jump, run, jump, run, jump, run, jump, run, and at 19, 20, when you're supposed to be at, like, that age where, man, if you break a bone, if you sleep well, you can you can recover. But it, it, he's having foot injuries and it's and it's not just like a he had one foot injury he had a surgery now he's right back up like no you remember that story jay you remember the story zion was supposed to play the uh uh coach the pelicans came out and said zion had foot surgery over the summer but he will play coming into this season 
came into this season, first game of the first game of the season, Zion was nowhere to be seen. 15 games into the season, they started pressing. People started talking about Zion. And then he said, Oh, Zion had to have a second in a second surgery. So these are things mm-hmm. that are just being unraveled all of a sudden. Uh, again, the fact that he's 6'6, 284 pounds, and 1920, he's having these foot issues, in my opinion, you 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 trust him, but I wouldn't trust him with 193 million dollars for the next five years. Jay, do you believe Zion are the Pelicans tripping? What's going on in Jay Hill in Jay Hill Lamp? I I think it was a matter of I mean they had to pay him the that because of kind of what he had done in that in that 2020 2021 season. I mean with 61 game plays, which which is pretty solid considering. Um, I mean, he, he was just so effective, you know, 27 points per, per game, um, 22.7 offensive rebound to, uh, 4.5 defensive rebound, seven rebounds a game, three assists. Like he was just, he was a beast that year and such one of the best paint scorers in the, in the game. Right. And he showed that only in his second year, um, in his first full healthy season. Right. So they basically paid him on that. Um, on that kind of potential that he has year to year. And then knowing that if they're able to get that production and, and kind of close to that with the core that they already have around, they're a serious team, man. I think they're a serious team in the West, though. They are, they already showed that they could bring the best team um, in the West, best record in the NBA to seven games or I believe six um, and that's a win in itself for an organization and David Griffin. And you have to think that they're paying him on potential. And, and it's it's so hard to give up on him already um, going into his fourth year or technically his third because he didn't play last year. So I think it's tough. I, I see where your, the skepticism comes from, but I'm not ready to give up for him, uh, give up on, on him just yet because we've seen the beast that a dude can be when he's fully healthy and able to play. So. Um, I'm I'm there with that, and I just love what uh, I love what what the Pelicans are building over there. Their biggest question mark, um, it for me is going to be defensively. I think offensively, I don't think there's they're going to have any issues scoring the ball. It's just the the perimeter, the defenders that they have on their uh, on their in their starting lineup. That's where where it's concerning. Obviously, Herb Jones is a great defender, but outside of him on that starting line, I don't really know where your defense is going to come from. So that's something they're going to have to develop um, if they want to be serious in this, in this tough Western conference coming up. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Jay. They, 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 they definitely got to do something and, and defense is going to have to be key, you know, uh, play, if he wants, if they want to be in the West and go up against top tier teams in the West, uh, you know, Memphis, uh, Suns, Warriors, and just the, the, these top tier teams, think you're gonna, they're gonna need some defense. And yeah, they can't just have Herb Jones be the only like reliable defender on the court. Mm-hmm. So, right there with you, my brother. Um, let's keep it pushing, though, Jay. Let's talk about a, a team over here in California probably the worst team in California. <laughs> That's the Kings. Um, they, uh, for the off season so far, they signed Malik Monk, um, traded for, traded for Kevin Herter, um, and then drafted Keegan Murray, which we talked about in the episode when we went to go check him out. Keon Ellis, which we also got to check him out at the California classic, uh, the Kings. I honestly, like, I'm just, I've just lost to like all hope for the Kings. It's just like, 
they're just a lost organization. Um, I I don't think um, I don't think bringing Malik Monk was the uh, was the right answer. Not even as just a Lakers fan, just like you have the guards that you need. You drafted a guard. Uh, Kevin Herter is a great player, kind of fit into any team, fit into any system. Really, one of those guys. Uh, but I just don't understand the constant bringing of guards like for the for for the Kings. Um, I think with a player, if you have a player like like De'Aaron Fox, you have players like they already gave up Tyrese Halliburton. So you have all these guards. I think you need to stop jumping around and focus on one of them. Give one of them your your future. Give one of them the keys. And I just don't think it's really working out. But shout out Malik Monk getting the bag. Um, as a Laker fan, sad to see him go though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, I think they. They did get a lot. They added a lot of shooting, which I do like for them. I don't think they're going to have any issues scoring the ball this year because they added a lot, a lot of scoring. Um, so I think that's going to be good. But I just don't know where they're going to get stops. Um, Man, <laughs> if they're going to play, all they, maybe their best lineup defensively, it looks like would be you know Darren Fox and then Davion Mitchell plus an- another probably Kevin Herter, but then you're, you're, you're so small if you play that lineup. So I don't know what lineups they're going to do. And I don't know where the stops are coming from, but I just know the Kings are going to be able to score the ball more and better than they have in the, mo- in the most, uh, in most recent, which I guess is good. So, but so I still sh- don't see them winning very many games this year. <laughs> so, sh- so shout out, shout out the Kings, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right, Jason, uh, let's keep it pushing here, brother. And uh, let's get to the Pacers, Jay. The Pacers really don't got much to say on them. Um, all they did is they returned Jalen Smith on a two-year deal. I really like Jalen Smith as a backup center. Uh, just need, I just need to see him learn the game more and really get a lot more in the weight room. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on the Pacers offseason so far, Jay? No, nah, I mean, I think they – I like what they did – I mean, I don't even know. I love what they did. Well, they they cleared the way for Ty- Tyrese Halliburton, made it officially his team, and Ben. I like the uh, the draft of Benedict Maturin. We saw what he did in, in summer league last night. He showed off his uh, skill package in that game. But um, Jalen Smith, good deal, two year deal. Um, he showed some some signs last year. But yeah, I think the Pacers is just about developing the, the guys they got. You know, they got the Buddy Heels and, and those young guys there. I think it's going to be another developmental season um, in, in learning how to play with each other there. Okay, ma'am. Yeah, I think that that, that this, the Pacers definitely got that. And uh, maybe we'll have to talk to our guy Scott, Jay. <laughs> maybe we'll talk to our guy Scott about the Pacers. <laughs> but uh, but all right, so then let's keep pushing, Jay, and let's get to the Blazers. Uh, man, Anthony Simons, I, I don't think he's worth $100 million, but I think he's going to be worth a million, $100 million one of these days. And I think all the Blazers were doing were saying, like, hey, man, when you blow up, remember us. We gave you that deal very early. And mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's all I think that's all it is, man. So every Simons comes back um to a four-year extension. Yusuf Nurkic, love that move. Uh four year four-year extension. Um Drew Ebanks will return a one-year deal. Gary Payton the second Jay, three-year deal. 
Uh, honestly, for the for for the, I'm just happy for Dame because I think this is the first time we've seen the Blazers really trying to go all in for for mm-hmm. and this isn't even this isn't even a championship roster, but this is them going all in. And mm-hmm. I'm happy for Dame. Dame finally getting a chance. I know we've seen that article. Dame talking about how he feels fully good again, feels great to go. Um, so I'm just happy to see that for for Dame. Just unfortunately, the Blazers are eight seasons late, but it's fine. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Better late than never. Uh, and Anthony Simons definitely got to take that huge leap this year. And Big Nurk, man, I think Big Nurk is going to be a big part of what they do if they do something, uh, if they're going to do anything meaningful. I remember when the Blazers were rocking, Nurk was always a huge part of that. So uh, nice. I'm I'm expecting Nurk to be a big part of the Blazers, honestly, coming back to life. I feel like they've been like dead for the past couple of years, to be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Blazers are going to be one of those teams who's competitive again. Um, a play-in team, um, maybe a seventh or eighth seed, but they definitely have. He definitely, like you said, Dame has more tools and weapons at his as dispense this year. I love, you know, Jeremy Grant's going to be there. We, we talked, we talked about him before coming in. GP two, hate to see him go. Love to see him get a deal and, and the money he deserves um, after his journey, though. So he he gets there a great defender they're going to be able to put him on other teams best uh perimeter and guard players so that's a huge weapon at their disposal and then yeah Anthony Simons they need him to develop this year that's going to be huge after he got paid so now you got your bag go put it to use kid and then Yusuf Nurkic I was surprised by that deal honestly I I, there's so many talks about him being on the move potentially he got locked down with a four-year deal um so let's see, like everyone's locked in, everyone's locked in, you know, Dame's locked in. Um, we, see, we heard him. He's, I believe, you know, fin- completing a, a long-term deal too as well. So it's all about, um, it's all about developing now, um, developing these guys playing together and see what they can do and uh, hopefully make the playoffs. If you're the Blazers, that's definitely the goal. Yeah, they definitely need to be looking to make the playoffs. And, and yeah, man, I'm right there with you, Jay. Just want to see Dame win. Uh, just being from the Bay Area and just seeing him struggle all through all that he struggled with, man. They've been going. And I remember when it was him, Lamarcus Aldridge on the team, and Nicholas, a young Nicholas Batum, and they were making constant conference, conference finals runs and came down. But maybe it'll come back up. But all right, Jay, let's keep it pushing. Next team, this team, I don't got a lot to say for it, Jay. The Rockets, great young team. Got a, Actually got a lot of assets. They're also another team who has a lot of assets for KD. Um, but all I did so far is, uh, you know, return Jay Sean Tate in a three-year deal. I think another one of those great players. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to have to rot in Houston. But um, great role player. More of a lateral move. You got any uh, any thoughts on that move, Jay? Yeah, not, nothing too much on the Rockets. I think they, uh, I think they, I like the moves that they made in the draft. Um, you saw Ter- Terry Eason from, from Memphis, a great defender there. Jabari Smith, I like that. Um, the potentials there, I think he's going to be one of the slower of the three top three picks to, to, to develop. He, he's very raw, but the, you could tell the talent and the skill is there. So I like that. And, and the best way to develop the team is through the draft. Houston learns that from the best of them and they're uh and they're they're following that card. And I think that's a great route for for them to take because it's going to be only a matter of time. Like you said, they're building up those assets as well. When it when a star is ready 
wants to come to them or wants is a stars on the market and he's looking for a place to be and he sees all those young talented players two three seasons down the line in the off season houston's a great destination man stars want to come there so i think they're doing they see that model and uh and they're doing it the right way they're much like new york should have done but instead they uh they thought jalen brunson was the guard of the future so <laughs> got a six one guard is gonna do it <laughs> Some teams, some teams do it the right way, and some teams just just get too eager and impatient and try to try to sign the, the hottest thing on the market, which usually might not be the right fit. So, man, we'll Jack, I, that was we'll that see. was perfectly put, Jack. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't have shaped the roster. I couldn't have shaped the uh, the Rockets uh, season in a better way, Jack. All right, so then let's give a push in Jay, and let's get to these last two teams. Um, here we have Magic. Uh, that's they, they came back. Uh, Gary Harris came back on a two-year extension. Mo, Mom, uh, Mo Bamba came back on a two-year extension. Uh, Bo Bull also came back on a two-year extension. That's all cool. But honestly, Jay, I realized something while I was doing this that, like, I didn't, didn't even realize until I was typing all this up. The Magic actually have insane amount of draft capital or, I mean, trade capital. Just have capital in general, all right? Check this out. So I was looking at their roster. I mean, I know you know their roster, but, like, really, like, think about it, bro. They have Cole Anthony. I think he has so much potential to be a great guard in his league. Mm-hmm. RJ Hampton, massive potential. Jonathan Isaac, all, great person and already a, maybe a defensive player of the year every year on the low if you're really watching the magic Jalen Suggs I think he still was the best athlete of that draft not the best player but the best athlete often that translate into you becoming a good player Markel folks I know people a lot of people gave up on him I still haven't I still think he's got it in him I saw I saw him give my Lakers a triple double last season like two times uh mm-hmm. Wendell Carter Jr. I think he's a great big, um, not a great big. I think he's a one of those good, good bigs. You throw him at that four, box out, get rebounds, do the dirty work. The Wagner mm-hmm. bros, they got both the Wagner bros. And, oh, yeah, Pablo, the number one pick from this last season. The Magic, in my opinion, they should go for KD. I know it sounds crazy. I know it's like, what, KD wouldn't want to be there. But you have so many picks. You have so much capital. You work something out. Talk to KD, say, KD, who do you want with you? We'll build We'll build this team with you. Like, I'm not saying, like, we'll build it up, but, like, we got all these players to trade around. Talk to us to who you want to who, – who you want. We'll try to bring them. And you try to get a player like KD because I think, I think in my opinion, out of all those teams we listed, like the, um, the, the, the Cavs and um, the Pelicans and uh, OKC and all these teams, I think the Magic actually have the most, like, real good assets, like – you telling me the Nets wouldn't be excited to take any of those guys I listed? I think they would. They're all under 25 as well. Yeah, they, you, you, that's an interesting destination as well. They got so much young talent there. Um, and, and you put a package of maybe three or four of those guys together. I think that's a great package. Then you just build for the, for the future if you're, if you're the Nets. Um, hopefully Jonathan Isaac plays. But, yeah, I think this is a young – exciting magic team it's all about developmental uh what's their development gonna look like right they got a lot of guards um they got a lot of uh young guards so it's all about the mentorship um that's gonna take place i think jamal mosley's a good coach and the perfect coach to have there so let's see what they can do um moving forward there in uh in orlando man let's see it jay let's see it uh, let's get to the last team here, Jay, the Wizards. 
Anthony Gill returned on the new deal. DeLon Wright returns on the two-year, I mean, agrees to a two-year deal. And Bradley Beals, I don't know why, but he agreed to a five-year extension. Like, why does he why does he do this to himself, bro? Like, that's all I have to say. Like, why does he do this? Like, we can't, we can't blame him. He's gonna feel like Melo. I've seen an interview where Melo says he regrets signing with the Knicks instead of trying to team up like Braun and D Wade and uh, Chris Bosch at the time because he said he never got a ring. I think he's going to regret that, man. What is he doing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's some guys we, we, I think we all just as fans that everyone equate kind of being in the league to winning a title. And I think for some players, maybe that's not just not important. And there's nothing wrong with just playing and being under the radar and being an all-star every year and getting a bag. And maybe that's just what Bradley Beal is about. Like he's just about his bread, which I can't be mad at. And he doesn't care about winning. Um, and he's just fine being on a mediocre team because let's be real. This, that Washington team, as long as he's been there, I think the furthest they've made it, it's the second round. And even with John Wall and him at their peak and their prime, together I don't think they were never a a significant contender right so I think maybe he's just he's just fine with that and they they told he even I believe there's a no trade clause um on there so he has to approve wherever he gets traded to as well so I mean I don't know I think that uh I just think that he's he's complacent and cool with being kind of just mediocre right now as it seems I don't I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's what it is, but if that's what it is, I can't be you... mad at that, man. I can't be mad. At I think that's just, I, I think I personally, as a competitor, I wouldn't, I want to be in a place with an environment where I'm winning, but I have the same thing. I'm not going to judge a man about his bread and just being in place. And maybe he honestly thinks that he can bring them the wizards with enough pieces to the promised land. Maybe that's what he believes. And I can't be mad at that, <laughs> but is that logical? that's not logical look Jay. honestly that's not yeah that's that there's no way i don't think he thinks that because that's that's ridiculous but the 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 money wise yeah no i'm bad i'm not even pocket watching bro by all means get all your money and then some after that but i just think that like he could have just took like maybe just like 20 like Million, twenty thousand less, or whatever, just a little less, and then win it, have a chance to win a championship through advertisements. But I get it, though. I get it. Like some mm-hmm. people just don't don't care right. about it, but because I just just I don't think in my mind he thinks like, oh yeah, we got this. <laughs> no <Nah>. way. <laughs> no way, man. No way. Hope not. <laughs> Hope not for real, man. Uh, or else we gotta get my guy checked in somewhere to mm-hmm. check him out, man. But right. oh man, all right, Jay. Well. My brother, that wraps up part two of our free agency pod. Um, appreciate you, my brother. It was so fun doing this with you. Uh, just really, just talking and and for the, for the family out there, man. If if you know if we get a big trade or a big deal or a big signing that happens, you know, it's be expecting us to hop on. Be expecting us, you know, get get, get our thoughts from that. Um, but this is just so far from everything that's happened. Today is July 9th. so. Um, however many days that is into free agency. And that's where we at. And um, we here, but Jay, you got any last words to say as we uh, sign off here? Yeah. On that note about the deals that were, that will come potentially come through. Yeah. I'm just, I just think Brooklyn, I don't think they're in any, any rush, you know, both of those players are song, signed on long-term 
Kyrie signed extent or signed the uh, his player option of, of 31 mil and, and KD's on for four years. So they're really methodically going to approach that as they should, man. They, they should be in no rush to get this deal done. So I think it's going to be a longer sort of well, process. So we'll, Jay, we'll be right, right here. Right. Will it will it happen this offseason? I think it gets done this offseason, but I don't Ooh, think it's okay. going to be any time. I don't think it'll be within maybe it's within a week, but I don't think it's going to be a rush. Right. And I think they're going to get a good portion back. They're going to get a good return, man. I um, sure, I, they're sure they're not getting low ball. They're not getting a low ball, man. In my opinion, they, 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 they better, they better not, not. Get low ball. they better they not. Be, right. Like <laughs> they better not get low ball, man. They better not. That's all yeah. I'm saying for players like Kyrie and KD. That's nah. insane, man. But all right, Jay. Well, look, my brother, I, as always, uh, we appreciate the fans. We appreciate you. Um, for the family out there, man, stay tuned. Stay tuned. You know, we 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 come in, we come in with some interviews. You know, we we got some we got some other stuff in our back pocket too. So just stay tuned for that, man. Make sure you go follow our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. And for those of you that us on podcasts, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you leave us a nice review, a nice ranking. Uh, we love that. We really appreciate that. And if you're on YouTube, man, leave us a nice comment down below. And I'll say this, man. Whoever can give us, whoever can give us the their 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 best destination for KD, whether in the comments down below on YouTube or if you're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, we will hit you and we're gonna talk about bringing you on the show, man. So leave a nice comment down below and um and get at us, man. But just besides that, then that's it. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.